We're actually on time-ish. Got to do the stuff at the house, you know. Anywho, today, a quick, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, Ooh, excuse me, today, a, oh, excuse me, a quick look, sorry about that, at something that highly sensitive people do, and a quick course on high sensitivity. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Rob, host of Alt Universe Live, and this year, Alt Universe Everyday Heroes, the series that covers those topics that may not be fun, but really should be talked about for the sake of mental health, physical health, and sometimes even humanity. Today, a quick uh, little video on uh, seven struggles for a highly sensitive person, and I'll give you a quick rundown of what high sensitivity is. This is gonna be a different uh, episode, but for today, I do need to give you a quick little um, back to, uh, background so that way the information might make sense. So I struggle with this daily. High sensitivity basically could be to any individual stimuli, stimulus, um, and whether it's physical, not physical, emotional, mental, um, uh, person to person, whatever it is, highly sensitive people really take things more literal and harder than others. For me, sound, light, um, my inability to understand emotion sometimes, my inability to um, explain myself, and the fact that I always feel worthless are just a few of the things that we're probably gonna go over here, but a few of the things generally that I deal with with high sensitivity. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, with high sensitivity. Now, this article here from LinkedIn, which is uh, one of my favorite sites uh, for uh, for business purposes, but also has some really cool um, research on here. Now, research has shown, according to this article, that 15 to 25% of the population have some specific traits of being highly sensitive. That doesn't mean that they're fully highly sensitive, but it means that that many people in the world have one or two, maybe three things that put that are examples of being highly sensitive. Um, usually, it's you know more introverted, more um, you know you might already have anxiety, and I think because of my general anxiety disorder or GAD, this comes on very strong because anxiety also causes a lot of uh, hypersensitivity feelings as well. Um, they say that those with hyper highly highly sensitivity, excuse me, not hyper highly sensitive, um, are able to do things. They call them gifts, but are able to do things such as be more empathetic, intuitive, and more compassionate because they themselves feel very limited on it, and they, I guess, do it in a way to kind of make up for that. Um, other things would be is possibly trauma victim or possibly somebody dealing with addiction or, or like I said, somebody like myself who deals with very strong general anxiety, but it can happen to almost anybody. So this is not, you know, something new. All right. The first thing that they say is the tendency to avoid conflict. Now, generally speaking, that's something that we all do anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway. Um, and obviously, that's one of those fight or flight responses. You don't want to be involved in something 
stressful or scary because you don't want it. You don't want to be an evil. You don't want to be the violent. You just want to kind of walk the other way. In this particular case, though, it's not necessarily bad conflict. It's general discussions or day-to-day um, -day tasks. A lot of people, myself included, are afraid to say no or say yes because they don't they don't want to rock the boat. Basically, that's the best best phrase I say. You don't want to rock the boat. Um, I recently have been coming around to realizing that it's okay to speak my mind and speak my opinion. My wife is awesome about that. She, she, you know, she really wants me to say what I'm actually thinking. And that's really kind of the practice that, that you would use for this. Um, you don't need to go out there and cause a problem. You don't need to go out there and fight. Um, but if you are, you know, let's say in a job where you have to answer a lot of questions or have to fix a lot of issues, or you're, you're the person they go to for the uh, create you know the how do we do this you're going to want to you know try to figure out a healthy way for you to do those things that isn't going to burn you out or stress you out and that really depends there's not one right reason or another but really while it is good to be harmonious and peaceful and I, I recommend that highly when you do need to make a decision or you do need to think of something the best way for at least for me personal wise is I talk it out with her and I say, OK, what you know, what what's the question? What are the possible solutions? What are we comfortable doing? And that way you throw out a couple things on the table and you say you have X, Y and Z. Which of those things do you think is going to work best for you? And if you don't, you just keep on thinking. For it. So we'll go over more of this, obviously, in another video, too. Next up, difficulty setting boundaries. This is generally anybody with anxiety, depression, OCD. Um, autism spectrum, um, social disorders, um, learning or mental disabilities, any of those things. This is one of those things that kind of runs the gamut on all of it. I, you know, I, I, I feel, I would hope that I, the boundary, you know, I, I definitely speak to different people in ways that are appropriate to speak to. So for instance, if I'm speaking to a guest, you speak to them in a business or friendly manner, obviously different than when I speak to my wife or different than when I speak to my parents or my grandparents. The boundary thing here is not necessarily knowing which is which it's when, you know, if you're having a problem, if somebody's having a problem, it's kind of finding the balance of what can you do what's appropriate to do. And if it's in your case, what would you need from somebody to do? Um, if you want to say no, or you want to say yes, that is the boundary you can set. That is an appropriate thing. You don't need to go with the crowd. You don't need to do what somebody tells you. At the same time, however, if it's something where it might put somebody in harm's way or it might put you in harm's way. That's also a boundary you have to look at too. Just because it sounds good to you doesn't always necessarily mean it's the right way to go about it. But, and this is the more important part here, do only what is okay for you. If somebody says, hey, let's go skydiving and you don't want to get up in a plane doing that, you're okay to say no. Because being up in the plane, jumping off the thing, Obviously, that is a fear, and you don't want to put yourself in that situation. So, if somebody says, "Hey, we're going to do that," you're more you you should say, "No, I don't want to," because that's telling two things. That's telling them, "Okay, so it's not his cup of tea, cool," and it's also telling your brain, 
okay, so I just said no, and you know they're not mad. So that's kind of the thing there. If you you can use it in all sorts of different things. Um, if you're at work and the boss says, I need you to do this, this, and this, but you know you can't, you are allowed to say, hey, um, if you want me to do this, I'm going to need two, three people to work on this with me. Or you know what? I can't do that. So if you want me to do this, I need your help or somebody's help to figure it out. If you just say yes and it, go, you know, it goes wrong, that also looks you know bad on you as well. So in any situation, say what you want to say to the politeness and correct and that is the boundary that you set. Next up, easily overwhelmed. Oh boy, that is me. Everything can trigger me off. And again, I always apologize because I always feel like I'm being disrespectful. It turns out that I'm never really being disrespectful. People understand that that is my, that's what happens, but it's very easy for being to get overwhelmed because any little thing can trigger it off. And what I've learned is that it's okay to get a little anxious, but I immediately turn to my wife and say, Hey, you know what? I just saw something outside or I just heard something. Can we, you know, can we talk about it or can we do something? Um, that way the anxiety doesn't flourish. It doesn't get worse. It doesn't give you, you know, physical pain. Um, it doesn't make you more worried. Instead, it forces your brain to focus on something else. Now, is it easy to do all the time? No. Many times she might be up in the office, I might be somewhere over here, and I can't automatically do that. So what do I do? You know, I do my best to try to, you know, stay calm. I might go to the dogs, pet the dogs for a few minutes. Um, you know, go grab a, go grab a fig bar. Um, um, you know, I'm trying to think grab one of my games and play, you know, play, play a little bit of video games for a few minutes. I try to bypass it, which generally speaking, cause you're not hiding from it. You are trying to retrain to not allow the things to do. And you're trying to, you're trying, cause okay. The one word they use here is, is perfectionism. And that's the thing you want everything to go well. It doesn't go well. It, it, it gets you concerned, worried, and angry, and all that stuff. Retraining it to a point of, okay, let's do something else for a minute while this thing goes by. And then by the time you're done, you might have even forgotten what was there. So focus your attention on something more pleasurable. Feeling misunderstood. Again, another problem that I face all the time. I don't know how to um, explain myself. I don't. I don't know what I'm thinking. So that obviously means other people don't either. Because if I can't explain it, how do they know? I always think that you know, I'm being looked at differently. I'm being um, accused of, and I'm not. Um, but I, my brain is not understanding how other people work and tick and their movements, their their facial features their words, and you feel like everything is out to get you. This for me extends more for my anxiety than my hypersensitivity. But when you put both together, you know, it, do, it doesn't work well. And one of the terms they use is, is, you know, you question the mainstream. You don't know why things are done that way. And I'll even tell my wife, I'll say, you know, okay, so that's how they do it. I don't get it. 
doesn't make sense. I would do it differently. But, you know, whatever. Um, it's okay to not get it. And it's okay to think differently. That's what makes you individual. Um, the problem stems from this thing is that when it really overwhelms you to the point of like, I need to fix that. I need to change that. When really it doesn't need changing. Everybody goes about doing the things different ways. Um, for example, today we were talking about advertising. I still have no idea why advertisers do what they do, whether they're blocking out logos, whether they're putting the same commercial on 15 times, whether one channel shows this versus this. I don't get it. And, it, you know, it does bug the hell out of me because I'm just like, who is running this thing? But that's how that thing works. And I'm not in advertising, so it's good because I probably would just go crazy. But it's that's how you do it. And I've come, you know, and yeah, it can bug me. I can ask, we can kind of have the conversation, but it's what my, my way of thinking is also perfectly fine. And that's the misunderstood. She's okay with my thought process and my questions. I just have to be understanding of how people, how work is done, how things are get done. But, you know, so it's a give and take. You, you look at things and go, interesting. I would do it differently. They look at things and go, interesting, I would do it differently. But you both are on the same page because you both are like, cool, different way of doing the same thing. There you go. All right. Overthinking. Oh, that's fine. Um, again, this goes with the misunderstanding for me at least, but overthinking really is an anxiety-inducing thing. Just because you can't figure something out doesn't mean you need to sit there and stew on it for hours and hours and days and days. I say that and I don't follow that because it is really hard for me to not overthink. But overthinking for hypersensitive people is that much worse because it can cause worse anxiety, it can cause more stress, you feel bad, you feel like you did something wrong. Um, overthinking in general, and this goes back to redirecting your brain, when, you're about, when, when you feel like you're going into a overthinking thing, Pop yourself over and color a book, do a project, um, listen to your favorite song, go outside uh, with the dogs, um, go get some water, go get a snack, whatever it is you want to do. You, It's a retraining of the brain. So again, I say it out loud as if, yeah, and I get it. This is not easy. I, I don't understand half of the things that I'm even reading either. It's a matter of learning. It's a matter of habit. It's a matter of doing and if you find after, let's say a week, it doesn't work, you try something else. And that's what we're here to help you with. We're here to try to give you as many ideas as we can, as many stories as we can, to explain to you how all of this is normal. Everything's okay. We're just gonna help you try to make life a teeny bit easier. All right, last couple things here. Um, and yeah, so physical pain and, and, and illness. This goes with anxiety too. I get super nauseous when I get anxious. I get headaches. I get sweaty. I, I get shaky. It's horrible. It's not fun. Hypersensitive people, same thing. When you see that light or you hear that noise, your body goes into a flight or fight reaction. This one, excuse me, if this is something that happens regularly, you want to go check with your primary. And this is not something we can go over here because, again, we're not certified. But if it's something that happened regularly, go see your primary for that. 
If you notice that every time you have a hypersensitivity attack or a panic attack or anxiety or depression, and this is doing it, you, you'll, you're going to feel it. And what you want, and again, nobody wants to feel that way. Obviously, you don't want to be in pain. You don't want to be like, oh my God, everything hurts. You don't want to be in pain. But it's hard to not do it because unfortunately, one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the um, things from this is physical, actual pain there. Um, again, we can't give you the details on that because that is something that a doctor or a, a primary has to, has to deal with. But just see that if you are, it's happening more and more, go call, you know, do an online video, whatever it is you guys are doing, and just say, hey, I think my anxiety, I think my hypersensitivity is causing some stuff. What do you recommend? They might be able to do something as simple as doing some breathing. It might be something as simple as, you know, change your diet up, uh, you know, drink a little bit extra water. It could be that. If they think it's more, they will let you know. But just know that when you get the pains, and again, it scares me to death when it happens because I, th I always think something's going to be wrong with me anyway. But when it happens, it just I just, I freak out and thank God, thank, thank God for my wife. Thank God. Thank you, God. Um, she's there to help me out. And really, it's made a difference when you have that support system. Last thing up here, neglecting self-care. Again, this is kind of the depression thing and the anxiety thing, along with the setting the borders and all that stuff. This is just something you, you make a habit into doing. Um, there are times where I haven't brushed my teeth. I know that sounds gross. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mental thing. I don't understand it. I don't know why, but I feel so much better when I go into my, my, my routine and, you know, I do that. Um, really the, the important thing here, and we're going to do more, you know, I'll get more personal stories on the video, but really hypersensitivity is a big deal. And whether it's noise, whether it's visual, whether it's um, a, a person's actions, whether it's something you, you read in a book, whether it's, the weather changing, the weather affects me a lot. Hypersensitivity is normal. It is not a disorder though, however. So remember, this is something you have to treat differently than, than something else. This is something you, 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 this is something you as a person want to look into with your loved ones, if you can, with your primary and say, okay, what exactly are these things that I can do? What can I get rid of? What can I maybe stop? And you maybe get those curtains that block out some of the light. Maybe get, um, you know, we, we got a noise, a, a white noise machine. Or what if, you know, and things you can't, what can you do when those things happen? You know, go in the other room, go upstairs, go um, uh, play video game. Picture the things that make you happy. And this goes for the anxiety and stuff too. And redirect your, 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 uh, your worries towards something more fun. Um, and that'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, and that'll be the best way to start. So I actually went on a little longer than I thought. Thank you guys for joining us. We got a couple of viewers now. If you weren't able to watch it now, check out YouTube and Twitter. And until then, guys, may the force be with you. Bye, guys.